What is angiogenesis? Angiogenesis is the process of blood formation, blood vessel formation in the adult. There are two main methods. So one is the branching and extension of, ex of existing vessels, and two is the recruitment of endothelial progenitor cells, EPCs. Please give me some examples. So wound healing, chronic inflammation, proliferating endometrium tumours, etc. Wound healing, chronic inflammation, proliferating endometrium and tumours. So there's branching and extension of existing vessels or recruitment of endothelial progenitor cells. What are the steps involved in angiogenesis from pre-existing vessels? So one, vasodilation. Two, proteolytic degradation of the basement membrane. Three, endothelial cells migrating to angiogenic stimuli. Four, maturation. Five, capillary formation. And six, recruitment of periendothelial cells for support structure formation. So vasodilation, proteolytic degradation of the basement membrane, endothelial cells migrating to the angiogenic stimulus, maturation, capillary formation, recruitment of periendothelial cells to support the structure formation. Um, and note that there are inhibitors such as endostatin are released by proteinases. This is a small fragment of collagen that inhibits endothelial proliferation and also angiogenesis. Describe how angiogenesis occurs. So one, you have the mobilization of endothelial precursor cells from the bone marrow and from pre-existing vessels. Mobilization of endothelial cells endothelial precursor cells or EPCs from the bone marrow and from pre-existing vessels. EPCs migrate to a site of injury or tumour growth. They then differentiate and form a mature network by linking with existing vessels. Stabilisation. So endothelial cells from pre-existing vessels become more motile and proliferate to, to form capillary sprouts. The vessels then mature, involving pericytes and smooth muscle cells to form periendothelial layer. So this one um, has two different parts to it. So one, mobilization of endothelial precursor cells, EPCs, from the bone marrow and from pre-existing vessels. The EPCs migrate to a site of injury or tumor growth. They differentiate to form a mature network by linking with existing vessels or via stabilisation, so endothelial cells from pre-existing vessels become motile and um, proliferate to form capillary sprouts. Vessels mature involving pericytes and smooth muscle cells to form periendothelial layer. Factors, VEGF, angioproteins 1 and 2, PDGF, TGFB, um, VEGF R2, FGF2, AC receptor TIE2. More on how angiogenesis occurs. So, hemangioblast generates hem hemopoietic stem cells in angioblasts. Angioblasts, like EPC or endothelial precursor cells, are stored in the adult bone marrow and initiate angiogenesis. Participate, they participate in, in replacing lost endothelial cells in vascular 
implant endothelialization and in neovascularizing ischemic organs, cutaneous wounds and tumors. So hemangioblast regenerates hemopoietic stem cells and angioblasts. Angioblasts like EPC are stored in the adult bone marrow initiate angiogenesis. They participate in replacing lost endothelial cells and vascular um, impairment, endothelialization, and in neovascularizing ischemic organs, cutaneous wounds, and tumors. Two, <clears throat> vasodilation of pre-existing vessels, increased permeability, degradation of the membrane, basement membrane, disruption of the endothelial cell to cell contact, proliferation and migration towards angiogenic stimulus and endothelial cell maturation slash growth inhibition slash remodeling of capillary beds. Describe the steps involved in angiogenesis. So you get proteolysis of the basement membrane. So proteolysis of the basement membrane of the parent vessel allows the formation of capillary sprout and subsequent cell migration. Migration and chemotaxis of endothelial cells towards the angiogenic stimulus. Proliferation of endothelial cells. Four, lumen formation, maturation, inhibition of growth remodeling of endothelial cells um, and remodeling into capillary tubes. And then finally, increased permeability through graps and transcytosis. And you get recruitment of peri-endothelial cells to support the endothelial tubes, providing maintenance and accessory cell function. Describe the pathogenesis of fibrosis. So fibrosis is the excess deposition of collagen and extracellular matrix in chronic disease. It occurs in this context of frustrated healing or chronic inflammation. You have a persistent stimulus, i.e. infection, autoimmune trauma, foreign body, that's causing macrophage and macrophage and lymphocyte stimulation. This causes the release of growth factors such as PDGF, platelet-derived growth factor, um, query fibrinogen growth factor, tissue growth factor, which causes the proliferation of fibroblasts, endothelial cells, and specific fibrogenic cells. Um, so going over that again, describe the pathogenesis of fibrosis. So fibrosis is the excess deposition of collagen and extracellular matrix in chronic disease. It occurs in the setting of con frustrated healing or chronic inflammation. It requires a persistent stimulus such as infection, autoimmune, activation or trauma, which will activate macrophages and lymphocytes. You have the release of growth factors PDGF, FGF and TGF causing the proliferation of fibroblast endothelial cells and specific fibrogenic cells. So what cells are activated in fibrosis? Uh, macrophages by the alternate pathway activation by IL-4, IL-13 cytokines from Th2 cell, mast cells, eosinophils, TGF. B is almost always involved. So macrophage alternate pathway activation, IL-4, IL-13, cytokines, mast cells, eosinophils, TGF-B. Actions are for monocyte attraction, 
fibroblast activation and proliferation, increased collagen fibronectin synthesis and secretion, and inhibition of metalloproteinases. Please provide some examples. So cirrhosis, chronic pancreatitis, pulmonary fibrosis, pneumoconiosis, constrictive pericarditis, glomerulonephritis, cirrhosis, chronic pancreatitis, pulmonary fibrosis, pneumoconiosis, constrictive pericarditis, and glomerulonephritis. <clears throat> what are the phases involved in scar formation? One to three. Fibroblast migration and proliferation extracellular matrix deposition and tissue remodeling. What are the local tricks? So fibroblast migration and proliferation, extracellular matrix deposition, tissue remodeling. What are the local triggers of fibroblast migration and proliferation? So growth factors, TGF beta, platelet-derived growth factor, endothelial growth factor, fibroblast growth factor, and cytokines, interleukin-1 and TNF. What are the sources of these triggers? Platelets, macrophages, mast cells, eosinophils, lymphocytes, endothelium. Platelets, macrophages, mast cells, eosinophils, lymphocytes and endothelium. How does a scar form? So the induction of an inflammatory process in response to initial injury with removal of damaged and dead tissue. You get proliferation and migration of parenchymal and connective tissue cells, formation of new blood vessels, i.e. angiogenesis and granulation tissue, synthesis of extracellular matrix proteins and collagen deposition, tissue remodeling, wound contraction and acquisition of wound strength. Induction of inflammatory process in response to initial injury, removal of dead and damaged tissue, proliferation and migration of parenchymal and connective tissue cells, formation of new blood vessels and granulation tissue, synthesis of extracellular matrix proteins and collagen deposition, tissue remodeling, wound contraction, and eventually acquisition of wound strength. What factors influence scar formation? Tissue environment and extent of tissue damage. Tissue environment and extent of tissue damage. Intensity and duration of stimulus. Conditions that inhibit repair foreign bodies. Or an adequate blood supply or infection. Disease states that inhibit repair. Diabetes, steroids, nutrition or genetic. Tissue environment and extent of damage, intensity and duration of stimulus, conditions that inhibit repair such as foreign bodies, inadequate blood supply or infection, disease states like diabetes or steroid use, nutrition and genetic. Um, how do skin wounds recover tensile strength? So increase in collagen synthesis, type 1, and reduction in collagen degradation in the first two months. Then structural modification of collagen with cross-linking and increased fibre size. So increase in collagen synthesis and reduction in collagen breakdown. Then structural modification of collagen with cross-linking and increased fibre size. What is the approximate time frame for the recovery of tensile strength in skin wounds? So skin has 10% tensile strength at one week and continues to improve over the next three weeks and plateaus at three months when tensile strength is 70 to 80%, but it might not ever get to 100%. So 10% strength at a week, 
um, and then plateaus at three months when tensile strength is 70 to 80 percent. Again, what factors influence healing, nutrition, metabolic state, circulatory status, and hormones? Um, and then that's systemic factors and then local factors, infection, mechanical factors such as early motion of wounds, foreign bodies, size, location, and type of wound. What is wound contraction? Wound contraction generally occurs in large surface wounds. The contraction helps close the wound by decreasing the gap between its dermal edges and reducing the wound surface area. An important feature in heal it's an important feature in healing by secondary union. The initial steps of wound contraction involve formation at the end of the end edge of the wound of a network of myofibroblasts. So it generally occurs in large surface wounds. The contraction helps close the wound by decreasing the gap between its dermal edges and reducing the wound surface area. An important feature is healing by secondary union. Initial steps of wound contraction involve formation at the edge of the wound of a network of myofibroblasts. Describe the process of healing of an incised wound. So formation of a blood clot, which is immediate, neutral migration at the wound margins within 24 hours, formation of granulation tissue, so fibroglass and vascular endothelial tissue, blood vessels are leaky and proteins and fluid pass into the extravascular space, leading to edema in the first 24 to 72 hours, cell proliferation and collagen deposition, neutrophils are then replaced by macrophages between 48 and 96 hours, scar formation, <coughs> So if you leukocyte infiltrate edema and secondary vascularity disappear, increase accumulation of collagen in the second week. Wound contraction, so formation of myofibroblasts at the edges of the wound that contract. Connective tissue remodeling. Recovery of tensile strength, so 10% at one week to a peak of 70 to 80% at three months. Um, and then what factors influence wound healing local and systemic so local infection mechanical foreign body size location type and then systemic is nutrition metabolic status circulatory status and hormones so again describe the process of an incised of healing of an incised skin wound formation of a blood clot which is immediate neutrophil migration at wound margins within 24 hours formation of granulation tissue Blood vessels are leaky to proteins and fluid pass into the extravascular space leading to edema within 24 to 72 hours. Cell proliferation and collagen deposition, neutrophils replaced by macrophage within 48 to 96 hours. Scar formation with leukocyte infiltration, edema and increased vascularity disappearing. Collagen accumulating by the end of the second week. Wound contraction with myofibroblasts at the edges of the wound contracting, connective tissue remodeling. And then finally, recovery of tensile strength.